Hobo Show, a healthy scratch podcast. Here's your hosts, Kyle Bush and Brian Rager. Welcome back to episode two, Bushy and Bobo, Bushy and Bobo podcast. Um, so last time we talked a lot of kind of what we were going to be doing on the site and in the podcast and what we've done in the past and all that stuff. And it was a lot of fun. And, uh, like we said, we were just going to kind of do these podcasts and posts whenever we wanted to. So we honestly, I remember you said right after the first one, you're like, should we do another one tomorrow? And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, why not? It was but fun. I don't know what we were going to talk about, but uh, that's why I think we made the smart decision on, uh, on waiting a week here and yeah. Going from there, yeah. we got some things that we both message each other about over the week too that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. So, and I think that's just how we'll do it if we have enough stuff to talk about. Because, I mean, you get like four or five talking points. Like, we don't want to talk for five hours on a podcast. Like God, no. the last one that we did were that was an hour. I was actually, uh, it didn't good, seem right? like it. Yeah, it didn't it, seem like it. Yeah, it, I mean, I listened to it a few times <laughs> on the way Damn. to work, like on the way home. And it's yeah, funny because there's times few... where I was making myself laugh. <laughs> Like yeah. just remembering what we were talking about. And, it, and it's funny. Like you said, we went through it. I've had like some friends listen to it and whatnot. And, uh, and they're, they're going to be listening to it again when, once it drops. And uh, they said it was a couple of guys aren't even hockey guys, but they said, yeah. no, what? just the chemistry we have there. And uh, some of the jokes that we're cracking, <laughs> and the, the logo so, debacle is uh, yeah. is one thing that's uh, a good time. Oh, so yeah. it was something um, that I know. Uh, I know Lou texts me. And I know you're like an office fan. So I, I understood this reference right away. <laughs> I'm a huge office fan. And he goes, I would never say this to your face, but you guys are great podcast hosts. <laughs> I'm like, why would you say that to my face? <laughs> Cause you know, in the office, they do that joke anyway. Um, so yeah, what we were going to talk about first was uh, actually it was last weekend, right? That uh, the Lake Tahoe games, the yes. outdoor games, um, which look phenomenal. Like when I was it looking looked at amazing. that, Oh my god! Without fans, it. without fans in the mountains and the trees yeah. and all, it was really it was a really cool backdrop. Yeah, but it, it was it was awesome. One thing that I'll say about just not 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 even about the game though, because the the one that we're talking about is the Avalanche and Golden Knights played the first game, and then the Flyers played the Bruins. That was a blowout. I didn't even watch that one to be really honest. Either. Okay, huge missed opportunity for the Avalanche. You know what I'm going to talk about? Like, no. okay, they have, they wore their uh, reverse their retro jersey. Yeah. Arguably one of the best in the league. My, my I favorite. Don't, I don't really care about the Avalanche anymore. I used to hate their guts because I'm a Wings fan, right? But now, like, whatever. But um, they wore the, the Nordiques one. Yeah. But their other jerseys, their regular jersey, uh, even, even the Rockies one that they have. Yeah, that Rockies inspired... Uh see one okay did you see in the background behind the lake how many fucking mountains there were with snow on them yeah why aren't you wearing why aren't you wearing the one with the avalanche a with the snow coming down with the mountains what a missed opportunity they blew it yeah you know what it's something i didn't even think about that it's uh it's something they could have yeah they're literally playing their logos behind them multiple times there's mountains everywhere but I understand they want to, Adidas, the NHL want to pump out these new jerseys, right? So it's, I know we uh, didn't have this on the show sheet, but like there's like one team that hasn't wore their reverse retro yet. Yeah. I wonder what team that is. The team with the practice jersey? 
Walmart uh, brand jersey. Yeah. Yeah. The Red Wings. Yeah. They even said they're like, oh, it's finally on sale. Like, bro, who's going to buy that? I was in uh, National Sports the other day and they have a couple of them there. Rest in peace, National Sports. Yeah. Rip. I think they're actually supposed to close out in June or July. I think I read. Yeah. Anyways, I'm in the store there and I see this jersey, this reverse retro, and it it's so ugly. Like the Red Wings one is what we're talking about. Yeah, the <laughs> I think Red we Wings. implied the it. Red, yeah, Red Wings reverse retro. It's it's the yeah. worst jersey that they have in the NHL. I have a theory about a lot of these like special jerseys that you know teams have because the Red Wings really don't do third jerseys ever like they have no. their red they got their white it hasn't changed in forever i like that it's tradition yeah it's yeah. tradition and it just it's a cool jersey and it's simple but when there's a winter classic or centennial classic or whatever uh, even like alumni games they'll have different looking ones they've had really cool ones in the past like they had the uh um, the first one that they were in in 2009 against the blackhawks at wrigley they yeah, had the, the, the english d on it with, with the, the some stripes and- then the second one that I really liked was I think t- 2014 or 15. It was when Alfredson was on the team. They played at the big house. Yeah. The, uh, they yeah. had the red the with red the off jersey. white. With the yeah. Detroit over it with the, with logo. the little logo. Yeah. The little red wing logo. So those were like in the font on the back was cool for the numbers and all that those stuff. Nice. For some reason, those the were... captain patch was on the, on the, on the, arm, the yeah. arm. So they've done really good ones in the past, but Even... then you look, yeah, go ahead. I'll say even the stadium series, I don't know if yeah. that's where you're going to go into. No, but I, I didn't, I was not a fan of that Jersey, but I, I've, I've grown to like different. that logo as a, yeah. Considering like, I know that we're going to sort of go into it, but stadium series has a different thing. Look at on the, on the leagues and sort of more modernizing it. Yeah. It was a nice take on it. It still had that Red Wings appeal, that Red Wings vibe you, to it. You know what it was? It was just, uh, Red Wings are so used to having just the winged wheel and that's it. And yeah. the only other thing that you've really seen is the English D, which is that's Detroit. People like that. And then also the barbershop. Yeah, Detroit, Detroit versus, across the curve. I mean, really, if you wanted to do something neat, I mean, you look at some of these teams that like Colorado with the Nordiques, the uh, even the, the Minnesota Wild one with the North Stars colors. Yeah. Uh, Arizona with their old... Kachina style but with the it's purple and the cactuses on the bottom those jerseys that jersey for sure was the ducks not really liked back in oh that's the yeah worst jersey of all time the wild wow. wing jersey i think you I ranked the, it that on your thing i swore i had the uh the worst one was that blues one that never came in the picture well yeah yeah that one was but, bad with the but that on ducks it. one yeah the yeah. ducks one though was and there's so many where i went oh if they would have just done like with the ducks one for some reason, so they they took that 90, 1992 uh, alternate one. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's uh, their mascot, Wildwing, like jumping out of the ice. Coming out of the ice like So that. it's not even a logo. It's just part of the jersey. The font is really weird, and uh, it, it does look hilarious. Uh, that was the era where that most was jerseys – that was called dye sublimation jerseys, where – they uh they would there was no stitching on it they'd run it through basically like a printing press so they could do all these weird gradients like the the canucks with the weird like color transition one which they have as their kings the kings one with like that the burger king logo logo on there and so that was all dye sublimated so teams were you know trying to screw around with that that's the same thing with phoenix where they had the uh because we're called phoenix back in the day 
the the cactuses on the Boomer. bottom and all that. Yeah, I know, right? You're older than me. <laughs> no, it, it's yeah, that, that Phoenix You're an 80s jersey, kid. Or, I'm a 90s kid. That Phoenix jersey, Arizona jersey, whatever you want to call it now. Like the original one from back in the day, like that dark green. It was the dark green jersey. Mm-hmm. And then like the fact that they brought that back as the reverse retro was with the uh, purple is kind of neat. Was the purple, like, yeah. It's it's a uh, nice take on it. I thought Tampa should have went with that lightning bolt one and they could have, yeah. I like how they did. They took their 2004 and went, okay, that's where we won yeah. the cup. And and that's what Detroit did. It makes did. sense. Do, so do you know the, because every team had like a year. Yeah. That they were doing the reverse retro. It says it on the inside of the car. On the inside of the car, on the back of the So color, the Canucks yeah. is probably what, like 2004? Oh, four, I want to yeah. say. Like the Bertuzzi, Naslin, Morrison yeah. years, whatever. The, yeah. The West Coast Express line. and mm-hmm. You know what Detroit's was? What year? 1911. No, 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 no. No, are you actually are you are you joking? I have, I have no clue. <laughs> okay, 1998. Oh yeah, yes, I I did. No, I, now, now that you're saying that, I so, did. Uh, yeah, because they went back to back then, right? So yes. So 1998. Now they just took what they should have done is they should have taken. Okay, if you want to do 1998, fine. Just flip the colors, and I know people are going to go. Well, that's just their away jersey then. Yeah, but if you look at a Red Wings jersey closely, their sleeves are always the same colors. On the, are, yeah, on, it's the Red Wings. Right. So there's always red on the sleeve. There's a white band around the forearm. They could have done it where it was the complete opposite of that. Maybe White sleeve, red band. I don't Yeah. So it's kind of Why what they silver? did. I don't know. Because and, and it's the is, Stanley Cup. Like changed. Even the logo looks, I don't even think it looks slightly different back then, but um they could have done something a little bit different with the logo. So it's not just Almost like that, in, that inverted logo. Like what you see sometimes, like I think the top of the wheel is more red and the bottom. It's kind of rounded right, a bit. Could, yeah. Where you could like switch it around. Uh, oh as, yes. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. That logo is cool. If you take the Red Wings logo yeah, I'm gonna try and to you, pull it up and you try to like, flip it, you invert the colors on it. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. That yeah. would look so cool. And yeah, like I've, they've never done it. seen it. Well, like, oh, yeah. I think they have, like in the past, like they haven't done it in, forever like what do uh, i even type in like inverted red wings logo like go to go to sportslogos.net oh uh, you know what i found it right here see that yeah. that's the one yeah yeah so if they would have done that you can see it's the, just the complete opposite it's the exact opposite yeah it's the it's a 180 yeah. on it and so and and really all they had to do to make people really like it you recall 1998 that was in between the year that Konstantinov thing happened with the limo accident and they had yeah. the patch that said like believe and all that that's all they had to do That'd smack cool. it on there if they put yeah i would have got one. a nice tribute <laughs> yeah nice but album. they just were like that it was almost like everybody turned in their their book report Last but the red wings forgot about it and they're like oh shit like the morning of they're like uh okay we got a jersey uh let, let, let's put our logo on it and put a stripe at the bottom and we'll say it's yeah. from 98. It's horrible. So my thing is, I think they actually give the bad teams like the bad jerseys. Because remember when Buffalo was horrible and they got that really ugly gray looking gross jersey? Or the one where it had like the blue and then the yellow back or whatever. or yellow. Yeah, front that's the, the one back. I'm talking about. Yeah. It's gross. So anyway, we kind of digressed a little bit. We got on a tangent of logos and, and jerseys and stuff. But the Lake Tahoe game. Lake Tahoe. So the setting was beautiful. Yeah. Is that a missed opportunity for Colorado? Possibly. But Maybe. it's uh, the biggest The biggest miss of that was the, uh, the, the big delay there. Yeah. And so what happened was – 
the ice was just horrendous. So they played the first period and there are replays of like referees and players like tripping, like falling down in between plays or like toe picking and looked like Hersty on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so like that, I mean, it is dangerous. Like looking at the replays that those, those were some, some gashes in the ice where like, yeah, if we play pond hockey, it's like, yeah, man, watch out. But these guys you know, are playing yeah. at a high level. They're flying out there. If you just stop and you hit a rut, like there goes your ankle, you're, you're done. Like you're snapping your ankle. So yeah. they did the right thing in like delaying the game. Cause they worked for like 45 minutes at one point in between the first and second period to try to make it good. And it just didn't work. So they delayed it to like midnight, you know, midnight Eastern, which would be like what? Nine o'clock eight or Pacific, nine o'clock, yeah. 10 o'clock. Which is still late, but, but um, and they got the they got the game done, and I guess the ice was way better at night. At night, and the, yeah. like, and the problem was, and I don't know if you know this part of it, but the reason and the spots that were actually really bad were over top of uh, like logos, the red line, the blue line, because the sunlight was hitting them. Yeah, sunlight was hitting them way more, so it was actually causing it to melt quicker than just where the white was. Than rather, but again, it was still the, the you know. They said that was the most challenge that they had with any outdoor game from the very first one to now. And what I was saying to you was the arguably the the worst conditions other than that was the first one with Buffalo and Pittsburgh. The snow was insane. I remember that was the one where Crosby that's, scored. That's not necessarily like, like when we were talking about it beforehand. Uh, I don't see that necessarily more as an ice condition. That's just, okay, you got to have – there's yeah, there's more delays – and you're not necessarily, but you're not necessarily delaying the game hours because of it. It's okay. You got to have more stops to shovel. But that affected the product on the ice. Which is, yeah, it it's true. Any momentum you said. Go watch Crosby's shootout goal. Oh, Look God, at how much freaking snow is on the ice when he's stick handling and shooting. It's like he's literally a tabletop hockey player, like pushing it towards the goalie. And then he like does a quick move. I don't know how using a shovel pretty much going to say, I don't know how he did that. He's one of the best players in the league, but like still that that's way tougher than just coming in on a flat sheet ice. Like, but um, cause you were saying that that was like, I don't want to say embarrassing for the league, but you were, I would say no, it's it's just like, no, just as a fan, you're I'm watching the game. Right. And Mm -hmm. then, I'm like, all right, fuck. Like now, I gotta wait till midnight to watch it. No, mm-hmm. not happening. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, uh, it's I'm like, all right, some of these places. Uh, you said you had guys out like we were saying before, guys out there on jet skis, t-shirt and shorts or, or pants or whatever. And mm-hmm. It's a warm climate. Come on, NHL. Like I know you have the machines and the technology to like you've done it before in some of these other places, which that- I've told you I'm not a big fan of, but that's something that we'll sort of get into. Um, right they because they've done games in la they've done games in dallas like they last year cotton bowl so they've done it you know so i don't think it's something that's really like i don't think it's necessarily ice i think it's more this the climb it's the weather yeah you can't control it so you know i think they have measures to try to make it as good as they can Obviously, this was like, oh my God, it is sunny as hell. Like, even if there was cloud cover, it probably would have been a lot better. But it was just sun was out and it was hitting the ice, making it making it shitty. But like, a lot of those games went off without a hitch. I mean, there was a few, yeah. even um, 
there was one game and I remember uh, Bruce Boudreau talking about it, the Capitals coach at the time where it was raining and I think they were playing Pittsburgh. Cause that's, uh, I think it's where t- Tom Wilson elbowed Crosby in the back of the head and gave him his concussion, the one concussion. And, uh, anyway, but Bruce Boudreau, like there's a funny story where he, he didn't realize it was raining cause he was so into the game, yeah. but it was like, there was water all over the ice and they had to like squeegee it like every, uh, every stoppage in play, not every stoppage, but every commercial break, but they still got the game done and it wasn't a problem um, where this really was. So the well, location then on that as well too, right? Like, yeah, it's it might be raining, but if you're playing in Pittsburgh or Washington there, it's going to be, should be colder than it would have been at, at Tahoe. So but my, but then my argument is they've done it in LA and Dallas. So true. Like it's, it's mother nature up. when it comes down yeah. to it. It's, it's mother nature. It's something um, that will. And, uh, and the thing too is, cause you were saying to me, we were texting back and forth about it and you were like, Oh, you know, I just, I just want to see a, yeah. Is it a fat? I just want to see an original six matchup or something. Right. Like I want to, and I'm like, why, you know, we've seen that so many freaking times already. How many times has Chicago been in a game like that? How many times has Detroit been in a game? The the the, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Bruins, the Penguins, capital, Capitals. It's always the same teams. That's so, one thing when we were talking, dude, like when I said that, and then been doing some thinking about that and going back and forth. It is true. It's I said, okay, I want to see like original or classic hockey markets. Or, um, but it's true because I remember, I forget when it was, maybe seven, eight years ago, when Chicago uh, – when Chicago got another outdoor game. And I think I went on Facebook. I'm like, really? Another Chicago game? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. And that's it's... a joke now. It's like, oh, uh, you know, there's going to be one next year where it's like the Monstars versus like the Blackhawks. <laughs> They're yeah. always playing the same freaking team, right? It could be anybody. Um, it's it's for ratings, for TV, it obviously. Is. It is. They're going to pick the high, high, high market teams there. Right. Uh, because they know the that one... Chicago, Detroit, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, Washington, they're all going to draw a crowd. Boston, you're like they're all going to draw people to it because, Oh, original six. And I know who these teams are. If it's like, Hey, Minnesota, Nashville, like the, the average fan's going to go, who? Yeah. I don't, I don't know who that is. Like we do, but they don't. So that's why I think they created stadium series. And that's the one thing I was sort of going to get into. Cause it's one thing when, when I texted you that I'm like, I don't want to see uh, Florida play in a winter classic or whatnot, but that's, I do. I'd rather see them in a stadium series. Cause they're more okay. of a, a modern team. I, I, for me, when it came down to it, I sort of honestly like these not original, like not just the original six, but like that 60s or 70s expansion, second wave expansion. You could even do something kind of neat. You could call it like the expansion series. Yeah. Because there was times where like teams were coming out at the same time. You could have like Minnesota play Columbus. You could have Nashville play. Well, it was Atlanta, but you know, Winnipeg, yeah. right? We have uh, Winnipeg play Florida Florida playing Florida. Anaheim. Yeah. Ottawa playing Tampa Bay, San Jose or whatever. Right. Yeah. So like whenever you could, you could do that too, to get them involved in it. But again, they have to always have one big draw because you can't just have two teams that have no market. Yeah. Like you're not going to see Arizona play Florida. It's not going to, it's never going to happen. You're going to have, you know, if, if Arizona wants to play, you're going to have another team. team. You're going to be playing a team that's going to have some draw you're going to, to it. Play well, not really right now, Chicago, but like you're going to play like a Pittsburgh or you're going to play a right a high market team. Now, and that's something. Again, we weren't really planning on talking about this. That's the problem that the NHL is having, 
is they have, they have like a, a marketing problem where they, I can talk to people and say the name Connor McDavid, the name Nathan McKinnon and Leon Dreisaitl. They don't know who they are. They're like, who? I'm like, are you serious? You don't know who that, you don't know who Connor McDavid is. Is that the like, grocery no. store? Is that the guy that collects carts at uh, at Walmart? Not even a little bit. I mean, if he does it really fast, maybe he's related. But like, that's the problem is they have, a, they when you don't know, like if you say any type of sport, Patrick Mahomes, you everybody know knows NFL, Patrick Mahomes, Kansas right? City Chiefs, Tom Brady, like Kermit the Frog. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, you, you, you LeBron think about James, LeBron like, James and, and all these guys. Yeah. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah. I'm not a big basketball fan. I know who those guys are, but when you go to hockey for someone that's fair weather, Austin Matthews, they might go, I don't know who that is. It's like, dude, this guy was, you could probably ask someone from Arizona, Austin Matthews. They'll go, who? And they'll go, huh? Oh, he was born here and he's one of the best players in the NHL. Like he plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And they're like, oh yeah, I don't care. So it's a marketing yeah. thing. Like that's why there's this thing where it's like, okay, if we do a game like that, we have, the matchup where we're worried about people watching it. So our TV ratings, and then there's the marketing of, well, what players are on these teams? Yeah. Where it's like, they won't put Edmonton in a winter classic because it's a Canadian team and it's not going to draw American views. They That's know why they're going to have that heritage classic for the Canadians. Just, but a, they know that Canadians are going to watch and... that. They're going to watch the game. No matter what, no matter who's playing. Yeah, it, it's true. We will. Like yeah, the Lake Tahoe, no. there was no Canadian team in it. No. People, I guarantee you they got a ton of views from from Canada, right? It's the American side where they're they trying to get them to watch it. And it's like they're not counting on us. So they go, why would I show Edmonton? You know why? Because they have two of the best players in the best game players. and you need to showcase them. You need to sh- – hey, holy crap, look at this Connor McDavid kid. He's incredible. Do you and then think people go, too, oh, I want to watch this guy. He's really good. Hockey's cool, think whatever. You because of – Going into Ed, like Edmonton specifically here, they have two of the best players in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's been no real success in Edmonton either. Uh, oh, I don't care. Part, is that I know you? Yeah. yeah, you don't care. But do you think that as part of like the NHL, like say, okay, that's why we won't put Edmonton necessarily in a in a game against whoever Chicago or or Boston well, or if they're really this. thinking that, then they're stupid. They're stupid. You take your, you take, it's like you, when take you go most, to the grocery store, you put your bet, you put your best apples right at the front. Absolutely. Right? And you go, here's absolutely. all the good. Sh-, and then all the stuff kind of that's okay is in the back, right? Here's all our good stuff. Cause that's what people are going to see first. If that's how the NHL, like it said, if the NHL is thinking, Oh, we're not going to show them because it's a Canadian team and they haven't had success. So people don't really care about Edmonton as much. Uh, if that's the way they are thinking, that's like I said, it's absolutely stupid of them. But yeah. But that's what they need to, to do. In the words of Lindy Ruff, it's a joke. It's a joke. But yeah, that, that's something that uh, they need to figure that out. So they need to get like more teams involved. But I think really think about the players involved. Because in, in situations like Pittsburgh, Washington, you got Crosby, you got Ovechkin. Like they have that really, really good power. players. Yeah. And that, most that teams draw. have a guy, right? But you need that to be marketed. Like that's the thing is like, can you imagine McDavid if he was in like LA? Like, you know what I mean? That they'd be in every winter classic ever because, oh my God, the best player in the league is in a, on an American team. It's like when so Gretzky any, got traded to LA. 
Like any really good player, exactly. Any good player that's on a Canadian team, it's almost like who gives a shit. Yeah, you can rattle them off the list and go, yeah, but they're not going to be in one. It's but they should. The only team Matthews American. Put them in there. And that's where I think where Toronto sort that's where sort of sort of going to get to. I think that's where Austin Matthews and and Toronto sort of since they have that American player on a Canadian team, it's an original six team. It's one of the highest value teams in the NHL. Yeah, and they're good. Put Put them in a game. Toronto will sort of have that, I think, advantage over in Edmonton, even though they have two of the best players in the league. But it's see that's where something not they, necessarily they need... a higher market yeah. compared to a Toronto. More te- more Americans will know Toronto right. as a team than Edmonton. I don't know. It, it it's just yeah, they need to figure that out. Um, it's like I said, marketing and and just getting the right teams involved and trying to go trying to go through it where it's not the same same teams every time i think it's cool i like the outdoor element i think the players like it too uh, i'm sure there's probably some that don't where they're like you know this is my job i just want to do this but like the outdoor games are are interesting and i i do like watching them i don't think that novelty will ever wear off for me i don't know about you uh, that's that's sure that's why i know one the one thing when when i was texting you originally i'm like this is like come on this is uh it's it's sort of something where you keep going it but you you made that counterpoint where hey when you watch these games they're sold out these are football stadiums baseball yeah. stadiums that are sold out combo was was sold out yeah Corey perry had to walk yeah. the middle of the <laughs> freaking the field all the way down while. like 10 seconds into the game yeah yeah see you later it took him like a an hour to get to Good the dressing room walk. but yeah there was so many people there so they're selling them out yeah um, so so it's it, nothing that I, I think it's more just frustration at when I when I messaged you originally, the frustration that okay, oh, why is there now. an hour and yeah. and it's it's nothing that the NHL it's not the NHL's fault. It's it's weather. It's it was the right thing to do though. It was when it comes down to it, that and was the right thing to do. The easiest thing that they had is there was no fans there, so it was easy for them to just go okay, we're just going to move it. If they had yes. fans there, then that's yes. a problem. Then you know because they they that. now what you're going to tell them okay come back at midnight it's like i got a flight you tonight, man i gotta here? leave like or you gotta, gotta refund here all day and right. yeah and um but the one thing i think we'll both agree on with lake tahoe does that with no fans like i i loved watching it no if you put fans there you're not going to be able to see the mountains and yeah. the trees in the background and that right that made that one yeah, that made that game pretty uh pretty cool to see yeah. well, well the period at least i saw so yeah. so Kind of moving on, another thing that happened in the last week um, was Mike Babcock got hired. And apparently it's a volunteer position with the University of Saskatchewan. Yeah, like I don't think he's getting paid. Although the Leafs are still paying him for I don't know how many more years. Yeah, he's still getting paid. He's not not a poor man, right? Um, College. So there's a lot of uh, opinions out there and about, you know, about him because people don't know there's a lot of controversy with Mike Babcock and we have uh, five of them pulled up right now. So if you have more than one, that's a, that's a pattern in my opinion. So the first one, that's something that, uh, you know, Babcock was the coach of the wings from 2006 until uh, I want to say 2015. It was almost 10 years. And well, it was 506 at, to 2014, 2015. Yeah. And at the time, uh, it was time for him to go. And I actually really wanted Jeff Blashill in there. And now I want him out, <laughs> but it was, the, it was time for a new voice because even guys like Henrik Zetterberg were kind of hinting like, yeah, it just, the voice got stale. Like we were just tired of it. Like 
we need to get someone else in here. It's that new regime, right? Like it's you have some of these guys that he played that he was coaching with in the earlier days. They're gone. It's those new guys that are coming up from Grand Rapids where Blashill was was coaching. So yeah. Now now the first one we'll talk about is is uh, Chris Chelios went on Spit and Chicklets a while ago, and he talked about this whole thing when Babcock got fired and all these stories were coming out. Um, which is interesting that they came out after, but I mean, it's probably just players not wanting to, you know, Jump lose their, career. lose their job type. Yeah, exactly. Right. To be like a whistleblower. I, I don't think Chris Chelios gives a fuck, which I, no. I love Chelly. Like I've met him a few times at Chelly's, which it's not a thing anymore. No, but there, he's a, he's there, a cool dude. He just gives you like guy just some knuckles. The tanning like, salon. Loves the tanning bed. So the, this whole Johan Franzen thing. So, so Chris Chelios went on and was asked about, uh, you know, about Babcock. And I mean, it's something where, and I got a few of the quotes here. So one where Chelios goes, it got to the point with poor Johan. No one really knew what he was suffering with the concussion thing, depression. He just broke down. He had a nervous breakdown, not only on the bench, but in one of the rooms after the game, it's probably the worst I've ever seen. So uh, that's not good. And then Franzen recalls that same event. And they said it was in Nashville and one of the, the first round losses that they had. Uh, he said, I get shivers when I think about it. Yeah, that was against Nashville in the playoffs. It was rough, nasty, and shocking, but that was just one of the hundred things he did, the tip of the iceberg. I didn't read that. That was that's new. I didn't know that. Yeah, so, I got the, I got those exact same quotes up here, and it's like Yeah. Listen to this. How would you describe Babcock as a coach in person? As a coach, he is extremely accurate and prepared. This is Franzen. Yeah. He is great at putting together a playing system and getting everybody to buy into it. That's his strong side. But then he's a terrible man, the worst person I've ever met, a bully who had a go at people. It could be the cleaners in the Detroit arena or anyone. He jumped on people just because. And then he, they, he, they ask him when it started. When it started. He, was, he was on a couple of other players before, the good team players, those who don't say that much. Um, when, they, when they left, that energy passed to me, and then I had to take a turn. It was verbal attacks, terrible things he said. Um, and he said, you know, from 2011, I was, uh, I was terrified of being in the arena. This guy's making like $6 million. Yeah. I just focus on getting up in the mornings. It was, uh, you know, then that he had to go at me the first time. And last year was the first time. Pause that thought for one second. I'm going back to the quote here where he said, uh, as as the good team players, the good, like those who don't say much when they left that energy got past me. So was Johan Franzen calling himself a good player? He was. Okay. Are you kidding me? Dude, Johan Franzen was like one of their better guys. I'm, he was he's the I reason they think, won in 08, man. Like he was a stud. The I'm mule, man. Johan Franzen, like the last few years before he was like, I'm thinking that was the Johan. concussions, man, and, and oh, all this yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, I think it like, gets to him, right? It all it all gets to him there. You have this stuff all up here. It's like now what? Now you're in your own head, you know. How do you play? Um I remember watching that game against San Jose in the playoffs where he scored four goals. Remember that? Do you remember that at all? It was awesome. And I mean, Chris Cuthbert was calling the game, which he's my favorite. And he scored four in the first period in like seven minutes. One of them, technically the first one, it hit Todd Bertuzzi's leg and went in. So that wasn't his goal. He scored a fourth one in the third period. And there was a a quote from from, uh, Ray Ferraro when Franzen scores like his second or third. And uh, he said, oh, like he's not going to be in Mike Babcock's doghouse anymore. But mm, maybe he still is. So, yeah, he, he said, uh, you know, 
it was only like his verbal attacks that played out. Often, yeah. And... Yeah. I got good help with these uh, obsessions for three weeks at a center in Colorado last year. It was me and a group of veterans from the military who suffered from uh, concussions and PTSD. So he says he's a specialist in managing the media. We're going to talk about that, what he's doing right now. Uh, he creates teams that are difficult to beat. You can't take that away from him, but he makes his players very anxious. They're terrified of making mistakes. His team rarely makes it past the first round. And, and I agree with that. Um, and he says, he's like, oh, I'm sure he's going to get a new job, but hopefully his behavior can calm down so it affects less in the future. So that was the the Chris Chelios uh, thing, talking about Franzen. Now that's Franzen something that's, there. when you talk about like the mental health part of it, you know, people go, oh, like, you know, Franzen's just soft. I'm like, the guy's nickname is the mule. He was a workhorse. He's six foot five. Like he's a beast, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you like, what you were on the ice. It's like, you can't treat a player like that. And I mean, that's maybe really old school. Cause I'm sure there's things back where uh, back in the day where you would just go, Holy shit, that would not fly now. But yeah. this is this, that this shouldn't have flown 10 years ago. I don't know about that. I mean, because there's a lot of stuff that's actually a little more recent. Um, the Mitch Marner incident. We've, we've, uh, we've seen that. So what happened is, uh, is in Marner's rookie season, think about this. He's like a really good player too. They made him like write a list or Bobcock made him write a list and rank his teammates on uh, like in order of work effort or like work ethic. Sorry. And uh Apparently the two guys at the bottom was Nazem Kadri and Tyler Bozak. But so he did that for whatever reason. And then he told the players that Marner had ranked them and that they were at the bottom. And the players were like, what are you making him do that for? What's the point? So like, it, apparently like it was something where uh, he was frustrated with Marner for his like laziness in the first half of his rookie season. And he just did what he was told. So um, anyway, it's it's really weird. So like apparently he was like in in, in tears, right? And the, and the players were like, they were pissed. Like, why would you do it to this kid? Yeah. You're just fucking with him. Like, anyway, um, I guess and it says here too that when he was with the Red Wings, he did the same thing. But uh, it, it, that's again not really not right. I mean, when you, when you're the whole team, all the players go, wait a minute, what what are you doing? So. Well, I mean, that's that's probably not too good either. You get in someone's head like that. No. Then there are the other things that we were, like you said, the uh, the yeah, those incidences there. I know the other one we were talking about earlier was scratching veterans and all that. Yeah, and there's two. The, the two that pop out was Jason Spezza, Mike Madonna. On opening day, yeah. Spezza on opening night. Mike Madonna uh, ended his career with 1,499 games played, and he could have played one of the last four or five games and he was a healthy scratch every single time. And it's one of those things where I look at that and I go, seems pretty calculated to me. I like, you know, when players milestones are coming, like as a coach, I feel like you probably should know because that's a, that's a positive thing. Like, why wouldn't you want that in your room? Like, Hey, this, especially this guy, 1500 games, that's incredible. Let him play. Right. What a special yeah, especially, thing. Especially like Madonna, like he, he knew, like he knew he was finishing his career, all that. And, well, like even, even in that, I didn't really remember who was on the team in 2012 that was on the fourth line. And I know Madonna was 40 and he was hurt all year, but he's a veteran guy. You couldn't put him in for one game for like Corey Emerton. Like what's the difference? 
let them play. Same thing with Spezza. Like, oh, I'm going to ice this, the, the best team I can. I get that, but th- there's nothing to be gained by pissing off a player. And like, it's, it's going to get out. Like people are going to notice and go, Oh, what a douchebag move. Right. So. Cause, cause even like, you know, looking at this, you know, Jeff O'Neill goes like, I think it's a joke. You know, he signed signs for peanuts. And then, you know, he's from Toronto. He came here to play here. His family's yeah. probably like, Oh, we're going to go to the game. Oh, he's a scratch. Eh, <laughs> no right? So. And then, yeah, the Madonna thing was, I don't really remember it too much at the time. I don't know if I was just too young to really remember that. But and then the last thing we'll talk about with with this is uh, the, the Mike Commodore thing. Now he is very venomous against Mike Babcock. Is yeah, he is. I mean, everything that they talks about, it'll end with like Babs is a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, so it's just like yeah, hashtag Babs is a piece of shit or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever heard this uh, this story. So. He goes, you know, did I have a good career? Yeah. Have I done more than people have expected? Sure. Uh, I'm happy. How am I happy with how it ended? No, I'm very disappointed how the last three years ended. I'm not even going to count last year. So he's, he was with Columbus and then he went uh, his year in Detroit. Uh, I feel I was treated piss poor. Um, anyway, there was a bunch of stuff about the, the blue jacket. So after he got bought out by Columbus, you know, you kind of go like, do I even, can I even come back from this? Is my career over? Right. Yeah. And I guess like July 1st, um, he's like, you know, um, you get bought out July 1st. You didn't think you'd get a contract 15 minutes into free agency. His agent calls and goes, Detroit, Detroit's here uh, calling offered you a contract. He already at that point had a bad history with Mike Babcock from Anaheim. And then apparently the minors too, where he would just always like scratch him, send him down, wouldn't play him. And uh, he's like, I didn't want to have anything to do with him. He tried and succeeded in burying me the minors in my third pro year. I got out of it. He wanted nothing to do with them. They offered him one year, 1 million. He goes, my gut was screaming. Don't take it. You've got one chance. If it doesn't go well, you're done in the NHL. Um, and he goes, I don't want to play in Detroit for Babcock. I don't trust him. Call him back and tell him, thank you. We'll get back to you. Uh, and then apparently Ken Holland put a 15 minute time limit on the offer. <laughs> and he goes, uh, you got to make it up in, in, in 15 minutes. Like, how are you going to do that? Um, so he called Ken Holland and he goes, Hey, my Commodore here. I like you. You're a good guy is it you who wants me or the coach? Uh, and Ken Holland said that he wanted him and so did Babcock. So, you know, he's like, Oh, I'd love to play for, for Ken. I'd love to play for the Red Wings, but he doesn't trust the coach <laughs> from previous experience. So he's like, he called Babcock 10 minutes left, right? He goes, Babs, yeah. be honest with me. Uh, do you want me on your hockey team or not? He said he did. I wanted to know if I'd get an opportunity. He told him like, you know, not looking for anything special, but you needed to know that he's going to get a fair shot. Yeah, he doesn't want to be. Um, he doesn't want to be buried. He doesn't he, want. Here's what Babcock says: I want you on my team. You will get a fair chance. And this is all Commodore saying this. You have to take yeah, his words. We need someone physical in the back end with the right shot. I want you. You will play again. Gut's still saying, "Don't do it." Right. Yeah. Um, but but he did, and uh, so he said he went to to camp, got scratched. Uh, he injured his knee a little bit, but because um, he was thinking like, "Oh my God, I'm going to be." playing with like Nick Lidstrom because back the Red Wings had no right-handed shots. Commodore was one. Maybe he could have played there. Right. So, uh, but yeah, he was, he was never playing. He'd go on with the fourth line. So um, yeah. Anyway, it was just something where he said is he just buried him after telling him, Oh, you'll get an opportunity. You'll play. Uh, But Mike Babcock, like, should he, should he get the opportunity? 
like, I know that's he's, he's going to coach with Saskatchewan here. But after hearing all of that, is he is it worth it? It's something that okay. After he got fired by the after the Leafs let him go, he went to Vermont right as a volunteer coach. Uh, haven't really heard much. I don't know how Vermont hockey is. I he was uh, working for NBC. Yeah, NBC, but he was also doing volunteer stuff there with, with Vermont's hockey team. You know what um, all that is? It's like the image rehabilitation tour. And then Pierre LeBron put out a piece where I was like, really, man, you're going to like, why are you even giving this guy the light of day? And he's playing the victim. He's playing the victim card, which is like, bro, like I know you want to try to defend yourself, but just the best thing for him to do, just own up to it and say, you know what? Yeah, like a lot of this stuff, maybe it's not as venomous as you think. Maybe he's trying to teach these guys something, but it's just a really like fucked up way of, of doing it. Like we're using getting into someone's head like that is probably not the best way to do it in a negative way because he's using more negative reinforcement than positive. I think positive is always going to trump negative, right? Which I'm hoping that, and I'm thinking that will he get a chance in the NHL? Does yeah. Like he interviewed for the the Washington job a couple of years, last year, Mm -hmm. two years ago. Um, Maybe this is time in college, whether it's his time at Vermont, his time away from the game for a bit, and this opportunity here with the Saskatchewan for a while. Uh, hopefully it sort of brings him back down to earth. Obviously, the, the way he approached things with uh, with friends and their obviously like mental health and all that, it wasn't as uh, – not mainstream, but wasn't there wasn't as much awareness as it as there is nowadays. Obviously, NHL is doing a little, try to get like they're gonna, putting their names out there and all I that. I gotta do something fun with you here. All right. Okay, and you have to answer this just split second. It's a yes or no. Okay. Yep. Okay. Travis Green gets is it Travis Green that's the coach of the Travis Green? Yep. Travis Green gets fired. Are you hiring Mike Babcock? No. Okay. So that's what I mean. Why not? <laughs> I don't think he would fit that style like he because Babcock is, is an old school style coach um from from what I've seen from what I've read what all everything from as he has he had success with it yes has he adapted because so, I look at his for there's me, two different things there's the yeah. hockey part and then there's the I'm an idiot part like where can do you, you get rid of this that? and just just focus on this stuff man and that's what I think that's what I'm wondering what he has done in the last few years or last two, three years, whatever it is, um, being away from the game, sort of trying to shed, like I said, repair that image and just focus more on the hockey side of things. So if I'm he can do that, I think he can, as a, he has a chance of becoming a coach, uh, become a coach again in the NHL. Yeah. yeah. Now I'm kind of hoping no. And, and it's, it's maybe not even specifically him. I just hate the coaching carousel. I just like, you can't find anyone that's, that's good in the minors or like that's up and coming. You always got to go back to like, Every like Lindy Ruff is on this Lindy team Ruff, now, yeah. and then Ken Hitchcock went here, and then like oh Bruce Boudreaux is over. It's like okay, like it's just you're just firing them all over the place. Let's Mark Crawford is so and so, and um, looking at Babcock's coaching stats. Yep, I can argue that the Red Wings won the Cup in 08, maybe in spite of him. They should have won in 2007. Anaheim won. And then they lost to the Penguins in, in game seven the next year. So yeah. they were three years in a row. They could have had it. Now, his first year, they had 58 wins in the regular season. Lost to the Oilers. Remember? They lost in the first round of the eighth seed. So now, other than winning the cup, getting to the finals the one year, 
everything went downhill after that. And I'm, I'm including Toronto. And, and here's the thing. Yeah, I don't, it's one of those things where I was going to say, I don't give a shit about what you did in the regular season, but in this argument, I do. This guy's regular season record, he's 700 and 700 wins, 418 losses. Okay. Yep. And he, um, and, and 164 OT losses. So you're going to point in that. He has, let's see. I don't think he's ever been under 500 as a coach in the NHL. Never. But uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. First year even in Toronto. Anaheim. Oh, I lied. Okay. One of them. One of them, they, they missed the playoffs. Oh, and then there's one in Anaheim. So second, other than yeah, that, second year at Anaheim. I'm saying Anaheim. most of the years, most of the years, right? Yeah. Cause he made the, they made the cup finals in Anaheim that then they shouldn't have either. And I mean, they beat the Red Wings too in the first round. So he went, you know, conference finals, won the cup, Stanley cup finals, lost in the semis, lost in the semis badly to the sharks, lost in five to in the conference quarters to Nashville, lost in conference semis to Chicago. That year was the lockout shortened season. Detroit actually wasn't too bad. Lost in the first round of Boston, lost in first round of Tampa Bay fired. Well, not fired. He went to, went to uh, Toronto, went to Toronto first year, Toronto missed playoffs, lost in first round, lost in first round, lost in first round, went nine and 10 fired. canned. Dude, like this guy doesn't win. And now people are going to go, oh, he won two Olympic championships, like gold medals. I can coach that team. It's not hard. You got Carey Price in that. You got all That's, these guys on D. You got all the guys scoring goals all over the place up front. Yeah, that was one thing I was going to sort of, I was going to mention like the Olympics, but at the same time, it, it's true that you're getting your best players like your country. You have, yeah. Uh, you have a G, like Eisman as the GM there and uh, putting together the squad. So you could have, you behind the bench and they would, uh, and you'd get a, I don't think it holds. So the Olympic, the Olympic. Yeah. I don't, I don't hold that much on the Olympics. I think he's, I look at the playoffs and I go, yeah, you know what you had. So clearly looking at his record every year, those Toronto teams that he built, like, which right now, I mean, yeah, I mean, he had a lot to maybe do with that, but even the Detroit teams, you had really good regular seasons and then you just couldn't do it in the, in the playoffs. I mean, it's sometimes I think that boils down the coaching and, I, I just wouldn't, I just wouldn't hire him. Like, I don't care what he does now. I really don't. I like, he's going in playing the victim. Like he, he clearly, to me, he's not that great. Cause if you want to win a cup, why are you getting him? You know? And, and now it's kind of out there. You have this stigma about him and some of it is, is just accusations and facts. Some of them. Why would you want that in your dressing room? Why would you want this guy around your young kids at all? Even your veterans, he doesn't care. And the, and the thing that they said that Chelio said was, you know, they asked him, did anybody, any of these team leaders speak up? Your team leader was Nick Lidstrom. You had Pavel Datsuk and Henrik Zetterberg, probably like three of the meekest players yeah. <laughs> on that team. What are they going to do? They're just going to play and they're going to just shut up and do their thing, right? Which is what they did. And that's fine. And maybe they didn't know about that stuff or or they did. And it was just like, they didn't do anything about it. So, so you're, you're saying you would, you do not want to see Babcock back in the NHL. No, because I think if he is, it's like whoever hires him, just ask it. You're just asking for it, man. Like I, do I think he will? Yeah. Someone will, someone will grab him, but I don't, I don't. Would you take him on as an assistant coach? No. So you don't want to see him like, you don't want to see him at all in the NHL. You think he will, but you don't. Oh yeah. Oh, he'll, he'll be back. Oh, he's doing all the right things. And that's the thing is he, like Franzen said, he's good at managing the media. I think. (laughs) 
you know if you didn't if hear he... from him for a year there was a reason he knew he's like yeah. oh fuck like I, I i screwed some shit up here and it's all getting out now i gotta like rehab my image so yeah uh, i think if if he repairs that not necessarily repairs if he can sort of adapt to a more modern coaching style like i said the mental health thing like with with neil with uh friends in there and whatnot um if like i said there's a lot more uh it's a lot more uh, talk about mental health and all that and in, a, in any sports league now you see all these athletes coming out and mm-hmm. raising awareness and whatnot. if if babcock can sort of change his ways about that and, and not be in as reported like as said by by Chayos, uh, all these other guys like commodore uh friends and if he can adapt and sort of switch and adjust i think he he could has a he has a good chance of i i don't think people change like that honestly i think if you've done it in the past that's kind of what you know you know what i mean as as much as i would want this guy to like figure it out and go like okay yeah you you can't i'm sorry like if i'm i'm not i'm not taking you on like i don't want this on i don't i don't want it i'm not i'm not interested right when it comes down to it i guess it's all on him right if if he can make those adjustments whether he does that someone will take him on I guarantee it. Like someone will, someone will grab him somehow. They'll, they'll, will, will they'll he get be him. a candidate for Seattle? Yeah. Wait, do they have a coach yet? No, they don't have a coach yet, no. do they? Oh, f- sure. yeah. I'm sure they'll talk about it. But I mean, would you want him in a in a room of players? I know we we looked at Vegas and they went really really good, but like that team is not going to be good. Do you really need that negativity around your your new team? I don't think that. No, I think they'll they'll up- talk about it, but they won't they won't grab him. If he were to come back to the NHL, which I think he will, as a head coach, I think he has to come to a team with not necessarily a younger rebuilding team. It has to be a contending now team with that veteran leadership. But then I look at his his playoff record and I go, why would you want him? Really? I mean, what you know, he, he's not getting it done. So I always put it in the in the sense of the NBA. Like a good comparison for NBA would be when they uh, when the Pistons won in 04. Mm-hmm. Uh, had Rick Carlisle successful and all that. Then they bring in Larry Brown. He's right. had some success. Wasn't necessarily the greatest coach in playoffs, but it was that change. It was still that senior or that mm-hmm. veteran coaching experience to help a team get over. So right. whether a team's already plateaued and they need that extra little push and whether Babcock can do that or not. I think at the end of the day, someone will. I just don't think, I don't think they should, but it always takes one. It just takes one person. So Seattle um, just has a GM with Ron Francis. Ron Francis, so. yeah. Um, so I think we should hop into some more fun stuff here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After that, but so we have a thing that uh, we, I don't know, man. We used to do things. So like on our website, we have our like random player of the, of the week. The so week. last week it was Doug Brown. I do have an idea for who I want to do this week. Um, where we would usually just do that. You know, you sit at the bar and like you'd be like, oh, like remember this guy from like the nineties or whatever. And we just like throw a name out there and you go like, Oh my God, like what's he up to? That was the reason that I wanted to do that. Now I didn't think that that the first guy I picked, I'm like, Oh, a guy from the wings, you know, he was, he was there yeah. for those two championships would have such an interesting, like when I was doing the research, I was like, I, his, I his career this. after hockey. Yeah. Like it was he's managing like a hedge fund and, and it, like he, he has like a company, but he also, uh, his like father-in-law like is an NFL hall of famer that used to own the giants. That guy's is kids, really cool. Yeah. That guy's kids is, or, or uh, is Kate Mara. And uh, I forget 
And Rooney Mara there. Rooney Mara. They're actresses yeah. and like they're actresses. in all these big like, movies and stuff. The shitty Invisible or uh, uh, Girl Fantastic the Four. And... She was in Fantastic Four as Invisible Woman, which I it's a bad movie, but but I'm like, wow, that's kind of neat that like. And then his his son is in the NHL with Carolina in their organization, Pat Brown. Uh, I didn't know any of that stuff, so I'm like, this is kind of neat. So I didn't think we'd find that much info i thought it would just be kind of random like like oh, oh he yeah lives he's just in living farmington and, hills or and that's blah, blah, blah. it but i'm like <laughs> good one to start with but i didn't plan that anyway another thing that we used to do and <laughs> that i i find fun is we're calling this two teams one player so the whole point of this is what we're going to do like probably three rounds each here just for fun i used to tell brian like i could name a player that has been, yeah. if you give me two teams, two teams I can give you a player, player. that has played for both, whether yeah. it's a trade, a free agent sign, it, like they, they played one game for them, right? Um, in the NHL. And <laughs> we did a practice one last week. Sunday, yeah. <laughs> you so, freaking stumped me. <laughs> yeah, they, what, what did was, I give you? It was what Minnesota, you, Minnesota and, Calgary. Uh, Calgary. And I'm like, I, I don't know, right? But so at the same time, when we when we did that practice run, we were trying to like get it just obviously we want to try to get it as soon as possible. But did you write down San Jose for one of them? Maybe you bastard. Anytime, anytime you say San Jose, I immediately <laughs> think of Pat Falloon. <laughs> I don't know why it's always freaking back in my head. Pat Falloon. If it's uh, Edmonton and, and San Jose, I already win because I'm going to say Pat Falloon. <laughs> <laughs> It was, so, yeah, it's, it's one thing, like, say, we, we played a bunch of these, like, random, oh, let's let's name some players. We've done that how many, I don't know, how yeah. many times over the years. This is a, a so, different sort of different take yeah. on it that we've had some fun with. So do you want to do it where you, you can ask me first. Now, we're going to have to probably look some of the stuff up just to verify, because there's some that I might guess and I'll go, I think, but we'll have to look yeah. it up. Um, what I, uh, if you know a few of them, I might as, you might as well rattle them off, but... You know, all you need is one. Okay. I don't right. know if we'll do a time limit. If you kind of don't know, I guess we'll move on. But yeah, okay, we're, not gonna, we're not going to sit an hour on no. it doing just guessing. And whatnot. okay, here we go. And we'll probably put some cool music in the background. Like, like, I don't know who wants to be a millionaire. So, okay. Round one. You give me two teams. <laughs> San Jose. Fuck. <laughs> uh, and Arizona. San Jose, and I'm going to think Phoenix. San Jose, yeah, Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, I always think goalies first. Uh, oh, no. And honestly, I, I didn't even think about it, but there was one player that came to, to my mind right away uh, when I said uh, when I said San Jose. I'm trying to think of what And I told team... you about him. I told you about him, too, on Sunday, like uh, last week, too. You, uh, you said you always go to Pat Falloon. You talk about Fuka Fuji? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh god you're gonna stump me on the first one huh so uh the way that i try to do it is i pick one team and i'll go through a lot of players and i'll just try to think of one that also played for the other one so i'm trying to think like who do i do first i think i got to do arizona or i guess i'm gonna keep thinking of fucking pat balloon um coyotes and sharks uh so that would that would also mean that they could have played for the jets back in the day too sure yeah, because yeah, it's the, it's the it's the the franchise. Oh my god, San Jose! Uh, wow, that's interesting. This is not. I'm not off to a good start here. 
I'm not okay, you're, you're gonna get out, right here. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you a fucking easy one. Okay, do, do you want one? Do you want me to tell, tell you the guy? No, I no, 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 no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What? Who? Mike Ricci. Yeah, that guy. He's ugly. I don't want. Yeah, him. that's why I think about him because he's such an ugly guy. Yeah, he he has no teeth. Looks like yeah. He has I hope, no I hope he I hope he looks better now, but. Um, uh, I'm gonna try to see if there's any pictures of him in 20. You know what I need to do? I need to go play NHL 2000 again because that's how I used to do this. <laughs> I'm not playing video games like NHL games a lot, so I'm like, who played for both freaking teams? Oh God, he is an ugly guy now. Still, is he still? He's he's a coach or something to do with San Jose. Let me look it up. Just put Mike Ricci 2021. Oh. His nose is still out of whack. He looks. He looks like Tommy Wiseau. Wait, Mike Ricci, twenty twelve. Nothing popped up. Go to images on Google. Yeah. Oh, that's news. I'm an idiot. Yeah. The second picture. Ooh. <laughs> he looks like Tommy Wiseau. Is he from, still? Uh, yeah. Is he still? Uh, still coaching? I don't know. You played for Colorado. I had no idea. I didn't know okay. he played for Philly. Yeah. He, he, he's been on some teams here. Yeah. Now looking he, this he's up. He's been passed around more than a... Now we're going to go down the Mike Ricci rabbit hole and see what's <laughs> going on here. That's that's hilarious. Um, Yeah. I think you win that one because I, I, I totally, like, I'm blanking. Like, I can't even think of, like, one guy. He's been an assistant coach since 2019. Really? Like... How do I even look this up to be like who's on on each team? Like if I look at the Coyotes roster in like let's say, I don't know, two thousand and three, right? Oh my God, I can say Mike Sillinger for most of these. <laughs> He's been on like fifteen teams. That whoop, I did the wrong thing there. Yeah, so he played for the Coyotes from uh, for oh five oh six and oh six oh seven. Yeah, I'm just trying to see like who played for both. Danny Briere, nice. Yeah, so I kind of uh, face planted on that one. Uh, yeah, that was a tough one. Okay, I'm. You know what? I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I didn't do it good on that one. I'm giving you yours. Red Wings and Islanders. Red Wings and Islanders. Chris Osgood. I know that's who I was thinking too. Okay, cool. Next, yeah, sweet. Give you a fucking happen. <laughs> give me a you give me one that's like I can't even think of the freaking team. I'm thinking of their like logos and stuff. You knew you were gonna screw me with the, the sharks because fat fucking balloons <laughs> in my head. Of course. Oh god. Or like Ray okay. Whitney. It's always Pat Falloon and Ray Whitney every time. Did he play for the for the Coyotes? No, he. Wait, yeah, I did. I could have said Ray Whitney. Yeah, he played for the Coyotes. I swear to God, type it in. I'm taking. I'm taking it. That's a point. Yeah, if, if <laughs> he played for the, I swear to God. Yeah. Hey, you got it. You got it. I'll give you. To I you. told you. Okay. Perfect. There you go. I, I'm just gonna say Ray Whitney for everyone. It was always Ray Whitney and Pat Falloon. Pat Falloon. Okay. I got it. I know. I said I didn't, but I got no, it. No. 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 You. You came back with it. Okay. You came back cool. with it. So you. Okay. You said Chris Osgood immediately and made me look like an idiot. Okay. Next. And I don't even have players for these. I didn't look them up. Look them up. Uh, so I got to think at the same time. Rangers, Rangers, Devils, Rangers and Devils. Yeah, that one should be really, really easy. I think, right? Like Bobby Holik, Scott Gomez. Uh, there you go. 
you got a point. There's probably another uh, another few. I know that Stefan Matteau and his son, one played for the Rangers and one played for the Devils. I don't know. That there's a fun fact for you. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a few for you. Okay. Yeah, there's so your, that one's there's your tapping. Finally, finally. I thought this was gonna be like just a joke where I'm like, oh my god, I can't think of any of them. And I, I uh, know, like, I wasn't trying to stop. I just like, no. like two random. Yeah, teams, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharks. Okay. Or anything with the sharks? Apparently. No, no. The, the sh- yeah, anything sharks? I'm like, all right, sharks. I'm trying to get one that's a little. Yeah. Uh, okay, because I'm gonna have to think of these two. So I got senators and flames for you. That's your second one. Senators and flames. Ron Tugnut. He didn't play for the Flames. I gotta look it up though. Or Damian Rhodes. I don't think either of them played. For... Oh my god, dude! This Ron Tugnut picture might be the funniest shit I've ever seen. Okay. Oh, I need <laughs> dude, to see this. Google Ron Tugnut. It's the first picture on Hockey DB. <laughs> this guy had to ask these. This use that. <laughs> this is incredible. I'm pulling That's that up. Amazing. That is so funny. He he had. <laughs> Okay, Ron Tugnut. So, Where is it? Ron Tugnut. Okay, so, so it's Ron the first Tugnut picture. looks like a banker. Yeah, I mean, what? From 19, like 80. <laughs> he looks like he put his uh, uh, finger in electrical socket. He's got a goatee <laughs> and just like Harry Potter glasses. <laughs> okay, so if I got, hold on, hold on. Bring that picture back up here. Okay. Bring that picture back up. If, if I were to have rounder glasses, and I just. <laughs> You're Ron Tugnut. Yeah, that's basically all you have to do. Actually, it said like so. You said him, uh, yeah, but he, I don't he did he not was. play for Calgary. Damian Rhodes did definitely not play for for Calgary. You're going all goalies here, eh? Yeah, he played with to... the he played with the uh, Leafs, Senators, Thrashers. I remember him on the Thrashers. Um, I don't know why I thought he was uh, a Flames goalie. Uh, so you said. No, send me a bad trade offer. Um, <laughs> actually, I'll take a look after. So Ottawa. What was the site we're using for all-time players? Was it Hockey I, DB? I think so. Yeah, you know what? We did. Okay, I'm gonna uh, click this and uh. Okay, so I have the I have Calgary open to look for a guy that also played for the Senators. And you just use. You just you just use your brain and think. I don't have a brain. You do. You uh, should just use it. Pat Falloon. No. Um, <laughs> that uh, one's a tough one too. I'm looking down here, going like, I don't see anybody that's really played for them. Or if it is, it's someone that I've never freaking heard of. Lee Stepniak played for 15 teams, right? Nope. Did not play for the Senators though. Oh, there's my Commodore. Okay. This is a tough one. Now we got to actually like, ooh, I got one. Is it a known player? Like, would I would I be able to get it? Do you think? Oh, never mind. No, he didn't play for for Ottawa. No, no, God, no, he wouldn't <laughs> have been able to get. It. I would have known it from like playing NHL 2001. Oh Jesus! Um... There you go. Got one. It's a goalie. He's still technically in the league, I think. Yep. Andrew Hammond? Yeah. Uh, no, he's not. He's not. Uh, 
still we can do that. We can do that. That's that's gonna be a rule. I can find one for you if you can't really think of one. And I yeah, I, I I can't really think of one. He's a goalie and he's playing for one of the teams right now. I lied. He's not. I'm an idiot. He's playing for a team with the same colors as one of the teams. <laughs> what the fuck's that even mean? He's a goalie. He's old. He's older. He's like he's older, eh? Yeah. Not and no, Enroth isn't even in the league anymore. Uh, I totally he forgot. never played. Brad Hall played for the Flames. I forgot about that. Yeah, wasn't he drafted by the Flames? Yes, he was. Uh, a goalie. Yeah. And he's still playing with the team with the same colors. So, so he's playing. Well, I'm gonna for Carolina play, but... for Carolina or for New Jersey. No, no, no. I was gonna say the other one. Oh. Like I was gonna go orange. Orange goalie. Orange goalie. Mm-hmm. Cam Talbot? No, he's not there. Uh, Mike Smith. I can't. You want me to give you the team? Yeah, sure. Philly. Sure. Not uh. Brian Elliott. He played for Calgary for he like a for little Calgary? bit. For just a little bit, yeah. So there you go. So I kind of stumped you on that one. Yeah, you definitely uh, got me there. Yeah, I, I would have had a tough time with that one too, actually, to be really honest with you. That was it's uh, harder. It's harder than I thought. But that one was, yeah, because I'm looking one. through these players and going like, geez, I got to. So like, you, like you just see. did all time Flames roster? Just yeah, I would just type that in. So okay, okay so, so my third one here. So number three here. Uh. We're going to go with uh, Philly and Columbus. Um, Jakob Voracek. I win. Yes, you do. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that I can think of. but uh, Oh, um, Umberger? Uh, RJ Umberger played for both. Oh, yeah. Umbergers. That was uh, the Brian Campbell hit on Umberger where uh, Rick Jenneret just goes, Campbell. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so there you go. There's a couple. Um, there probably is another one too, but there's a, there's got to be a bunch. Your last one is the Dallas Stars and the Coyotes. Brett Hall. Good call. How many games did he play as a as a coyote? Did he play like only like ten games or something? Not even no, like four Five games or something. Yeah, they unretired his dad's. Yeah, number. they unretired his dad's number and all that. <laughs> Just so he could do it. Yeah, because technically Bobby Hull is a part of the Arizona the Coyotes franchise. Yeah, the Jets. Uh, cool. Okay, so we got we we just got stumped kind of on one. Uh, that was a. I did. I couldn't even think of that one. Senators and. Uh, Senators Flames. Flames. Yeah, that was an interesting. That was, that was a that was a good one. Yeah, that was good. Um, So a few more more little topics, right? So I think we're going to talk about – let's do the draft lottery last because that one's more fun. So um, I was going to talk about – we are going to talk about some of the, like, goalie interference stuff that's going on in the league and and, uh, some of the coaches' challenges, reviews, things like that. Because I know we have, like, some differing opinions on that type of stuff. Uh, Maybe – well, maybe not, but – one that there was two actually that we were going to go through 
the one we can go, go through first is uh, the other night the Habs were playing the senators and it was four, four with like two seconds left. Brendan Gallagher scored. He deflected a, he deflected a, a point shot in um, what happens in, and I'm going to, I'm going to play the audio of it. Yeah. I have it to go through here. it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll no play audio. the, yeah, I'll play the audio. So basically what happens is this goal gets waved off. And in Ottawa ended up scoring an overtime and then Claude Julien got fired the next day. So I don't know, maybe, maybe that would have happened regardless, but I don't think he was fired coach after a win, but they're just waiting. And so what happened was uh, there was a scrum at the side of the net um, Gallagher and uh, who, who's the defenseman there. Uh, Zaitsev. I think it's Zaitsev. Zaitsev. Yeah. yeah, it is Zaitsev. Our right kind of like behind into the side of Matt Murray, who's the, the Senators goalie. And it, Murray gets spun around. And it's clearly Gallagher kind of is in there too, but he gets he gets a little bit pushed into Murray. And that's not when the goal goes in. No. Like, so well, Gallagher's, Gallagher's down on the ice. So, well, Murray really wasn't. He Gall- kind of Gallagher's spun right behind, is right behind. Yeah. Like, so let me, let me, let me just play this. Let me just play this. So... So it goes in the first time. Dano puts it in after. Yeah. So watching this, I'm watching the overhead. The overhead is where it's. So shot, save. Murray spins around. It takes like five seconds. One timer. Tip. Goal. Yeah. Then I'm seeing a sweet look of Bergevin's sweet lettuce there. Yeah. So the overhead, that's what I want to see. Okay, here it is. Yeah, so Gallagher hooks. I'm going to pause that for a second. So with like five seconds left in the game, because the goal goes in about two seconds, Zaitsev and Gallagher go towards Murray. Gallagher's skate gets hooked on the back of Murray's right pad. It yep. literally spins him 360 all the way around. He's still in the butterfly. Okay. Gallagher yep. falls on his face, <laughs> gets right back up. That's when the shot comes in and he deflects it and they score. So I'm looking at. I'm at 3.4 seconds left in the game right now. I have it paused there. And that's, that's, uh, we're about 3.8. I'm looking at this. Matt Murray is actually tracking the puck as he's spinning around, which is what a goalie yes. is is trained to do. He's tracking it. He knows it's going to the point. He and he is looking at the puck. He he's just not getting up. It's almost like he he didn't want. So anyway, this goal was called back for goal interference. Go to three point nine seconds left yeah. in the game. Yeah, and then just slowly play it. You see, like you said, Murray. He's still tracking the puck. But he's pushing off with that right pad. It looks like, like from what I see, to he had sort of, he had a lot of time yeah, to set there. He to really get did. in place and set for that yeah. goal. So set the goal shot. was disallowed, right? So they did a review, and it wasn't. I don't think it was a coach's challenge. I think it's a certain time they, the the officials will do it. Um, our buddy Lou is a huge Habs fan, and I I just looked on his Twitter and uh. He wasn't happy. <laughs> Jeff O'Neill has said, you know, bizarre call in Montreal. How long are you going to give the goalie to reset? And uh, Brendan Gallagher, after the game goes, I get knocked on my ass. I have time to reset. You can't tell me the goalie doesn't have time to reset. I agree. 
I totally agree. So the goal interference like that, where he has time to like make the save and it's not like it was a wide open net. He's in the net. He didn't get pulled away from it. It's a contact sport. And also you have to look and like, okay, Zaitsev kind of had Gal. He, he kind of put him that way. He's and putting him that way. He, Gallagher he's... was on his butt. Like he, he was out of the play. He got right back up. And I know, yeah, yeah goalies have a lot more equipment, but they're, they need to move. And but at that same time, Gallagher's also down on his ass and he's trying to get back up. Meanwhile, you have Murray. He's still tracking the puck. He, like I said, he's still to, doing that three. To me, he's it, still looking it at looked that lazy. Puck as... It looked lazy on his part that he yeah. didn't get back up and set. Right. Because yes. I think he knew if I spin call. around here, it's goal interference. So it's like, there's okay. There's five seconds left. They're going to call well, it back, which they did. It's almost like he's trying to sell, sell it a bit more yeah. than what so it actually I, is. I think it's bullshit because now you have this thing where like the NHL wants more goals. But then this shit happens. And, and then it's you like, get something like that. Yeah. So you're deciding not, they didn't decide the game here. They kind of did because Montreal had two points. That was five, four, right? I hate the Habs. I'm siding with the Habs right here. This bullshit because they, they lose in overtime. You still got a point, but it's changed everything. Now your coach is fired. You know, Julian's gone. They've got rid of Kirk Muller. And so, like, that, in my opinion, was, should have been a goal. Yeah, I think that's one thing we both agreed. Like, I know uh, when we were looking at this beforehand, you're like, "Oh, I don't. I want to know what you think about it." Yeah, and it's something that I did. I do agree with you that it should have been a goal. It's, uh, they said Zaitsev is. There's, he's, he's he didn't there. do it he's, egregiously. He's they're they're both no. there. Okay, they're, they're battling. And, they're battling, but Zaitsev is sort of yeah. nudging them towards Murray. He but it is something where he's he's yeah he can track it. He's he can get reset. It didn't, in my opinion, it didn't prevent him from making that save. He could have made the save. Get your glove up, man. He's like down. Like he, he wasn't trying. I think cause he knew this is going to get called. He's going to get that call. Even if it so goes he's in. not gonna, right. He's yeah. the fact that Murray you know, is still able to be square with like body out front of the puck. He yeah. said he wasn't exactly in front of the net where Gallagher is getting off his ass, getting up to tip it. Yeah. I don't want to like accuse like, Oh man, Murray knows. Oh, but, like, selling, remember, but... remember that, um, when Dominic Hasek played for the senators for like 10 seconds. And there was actually a game in Washington where the, the play was clearly offside and uh, like the puck came out and then they flipped it back in and he knew it was offside and he just let it go right between his legs into the net. The goal horn went off and he was just skating towards the bench. Cause he knew, Oh, this is offside. <laughs> it feels slightly the same where it's like, I know this is goal interference. Yeah. I'm just not going to try as hard as I should. Right. Because if he did and it went in, maybe it's like, oh, he could have made that save. So yeah, do you not I, call it or yeah, that's these close tight plays here. I don't understand why they're they're being looked at. The other one that you have pulled up was a game I was watching the other day, Detroit and Nashville. Um, Philip Forsberg, like the obviously the Nashville's best player, made had a sick goal. I mean, like comes in on the left side as a right-handed shot. Christian Juice was like sliding, he chips it over his stick, waits, waits. Adam Ernie out of nowhere comes flying in and like blows a tire, runs right into Bernier, the goalie for the wings. And Forsberg just comes in and tucks it. And I'm like, wow, sick goal. I could play they that go one if you want. It. Yeah, go ahead and play it if you want. Okay. Here for Forsberg, racing the net, Granlin. Forsberg cuts back. Forsberg in, and he scores. Like you said, you, you described that perfect, like, exactly what it is. With it's, Bernier uh, and his own man, Ernie. 
Yeah, Ernie yeah, slides right into Bernie. Doesn't know what Mickey says. I mean, Keep it going. If he was knocked in, it's considered goaltender interference. Right. No, no he, he just wasn't. Lost. No, he, he, he was not. He was behind the Nashville player. Nice move by Forsberg, who's a natural goal scorer mm -hmm. on Goose. And he finishes nicely. I'd say the odds are, I'd say that Forsberg... Uh, uh, so it's still under review right now. We're still looking at it. You say it's a goal? Yeah. Yeah, he says it's, yeah. it's a goal. So that's that's Mickey Redmond, the that, biggest yeah, that's, homer. That's the laughing commentary. At that yeah, that so that should have been a goal too. And I'm again, I'm a Wings fan. I was like, how is that not like? Because they looked at like a chain reaction of like, okay, Ernie like hit Forsberg, who kind of maybe touched Bernier. But it was so weird that I was like, if you have to think about it that hard, whatever they called on the ice should be fine. Like if it's a goal, it's a freaking goal. Leave it. Like yeah. now Nashville still won. Which didn't change the outcome of the game, but... but it's just something that, you know, I, I mean, that should have been a goal. If you want more goals in your league. You shouldn't be disallowing stuff like that, where it's like that, that rule is in there. If you go through and just absolutely truck stick the goalie like or if you do something where it's like i literally moved him out of the net or like something yeah. egregious if i like literally touch you which is what happened it's it's way less than the murray one like th this that gallagher was... one it was a different thing they, he turned him all the way around but he could have made the save bernier this one... i don't think was making that save anyway i it was like he got beat and then it doesn't help that your own player came smashing Comes into right you. into you because you're a fourth line dum dum, and it's Luis like... Mendoza's it just yeah comes in there exactly and... yeah Mighty Ducks nice one and uh, spills all the pop cans <laughs> yeah so that should have been a goal so again I hate the Habs that should have been a goal for Montreal I, I love the Red Wings that should have been, been a goal for Nashville, Nashville. that's how yeah. you know it's but... you're, like say you're not taking a look at like you're coming you're calling that you're looking at it as as right down the middle, you're not homering, you're not throwing any bias on that because, no. like I said, you hate the house, like you love the anymore, wings. Man. I don't really live and die no. with this shit anymore, but that just for the game, I mean, this is who examples that are pretty egregious. And the third thing that I kind of wanted to say is about the reviews is offside reviews, man. What are we doing? Like, there hasn't been a lot that I've seen this year, but it's just something that's been on my mind for a while. Like, why are we looking? For like that fraction of a millimeter, oh, is this skate on the blue line? Like, you have no, linesmen that's a, there. That's a, so annoying. Like linesmen are humans, right? Like that's a part of the game. It's that subject. Like, like say if it's that much, it's 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 like having to their uh, eye. It's like balls and strikes in baseball. Uh, exactly. I was just about to say that. Like, why don't you just have a machine? Like, just what they do. They have the the tracker, right? But I yeah. mean, that's part of the game, and there is human error. I mean, I know they're trying to cut down on it, but. The reason that they have that in there, again, is for egregious calls, like the Matt Duchesne one where he was like 15 feet offside. Yeah. The Danny Briere one way back in the day that where he was a, like five feet offside and they just missed it. Like, I don't know how they did. Or it doesn't have the ducks from the flying V, but it's... Uh... But if it's something where like, hey, bang, bang, play, whatever. And most of the time, like you can see, there's there's been goals that get called back where they go in. Yeah, was it offside? Yeah, they're looking at it. It was okay. It was an inch and a half offside. And then, like, the play goes on in their end for 30 seconds, and then they score. And then yeah. it gets called back. Oh, we got an offside challenge. 
yeah like that, that just ruins any momentum of the right. game it's what what it should be in my opinion if if there's an offside and this would be where the linesman would have to be trained or the referee so all four of them right anybody wearing the stripes or um maybe someone up in the boot like a, a linesman that's not like that's watching the game yeah where the, they fit, watch the it and the they're like oh and... that was a that was bad like that was clearly offside and i'm calling this one it down then like hey that was offside yeah in you, that's offside call it right um i think for the little ticky tack shit if you have to look at it for more than 10 seconds then it's there's no definitive exactly same thing with the goalie type stuff i think it's it's it kills the momentum of the game like Again, they, this is the third time I've said it. They want more goals, but it's kind of like they don't because they're not doing the the same thing. They're 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 saying one thing with doing another. You know what I just thought? Just because you said it ruins momentum, you're taking all these extra timeouts. It almost comes full circle to coming back to outdoor games. Same thing where if you're taking more than X amount of time to review a call, it's almost the same thing as taking all these extra timeouts to shovel ice in an yeah. outdoor game. And and the thing too, ruins like any momentum being a wings fan and, and loving Thomas Holmstrom, he, he wouldn't be able to play now. I he, mean, there were so many calls back then. There's so many calls back then too, that he, they, we got screwed on where it's like, he's not even doing anything. He's just in the way of the goal. He's screening the guy. Like he made us, yeah. he had um, his own area in front of the net. It's like and... a reputation call, but that being said, that's the type of stuff that these guys, they think the goalies shouldn't be immune to a little bit of contact stand your ground you're you're, you're six foot five like you're, you're smack them back i don't know it's a contact sport i don't think you should be able to crush them and get them out of the way but like just Almost. if you get touched in the skate like come on man it's like you're taking a dive it's like, like in basketball like, you take pull, a dive pull a broder pull, pull a broder like when sean avery was doing the thing yeah right give him a whack broder, and a, gave balls, him a yeah. whack and <laughs> so yeah you no know, just fat so there's just standing there and <laughs> Yeah. So the offside thing, I think that's a little bit uh, much too. Uh, another thing that I, I feel like I almost want to rant about, and this is something where, again, I don't know what your thoughts about this are. I don't know what you're going to be talking about, so, so I'll bring it on. Slashing penalties where if a stick breaks, it's an automatic slashing penalty. What do you think about those? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I remember we we're uh, a little bit about it and you want to know my thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if it's okay, yeah, it, it shouldn't be an automatic penalty. Um, That's how it feels, though. Like if it happens, yeah. it's like, oh, if I'm like co- the player's like, what the hell, you know? If I'm coming around and trying to make a, a defensive, say you got a, a stride on me, and I'm coming or I'm trying to skate up or whatever, or I'm trying to, if I'm making a play for the puck or trying to get the puck and I'm not touching you uh, and I'm not inter- interfering like necessarily on the play or slide, like then continue if if my stick breaks or, or your stick breaks is i'm just going around trying to grab well it would puck. be it would be like if, if you're trying to get the puck from me yeah and you kind of go you know stick over top yeah stick and, over top and hit mine and mine explodes you that, get a slashing no, penalty i don't think no it shouldn't necessarily be a, sl- a slash if there's so many elements that come into that right like it's okay you got your force and your mathematic sure. I'm not no math so, person, so so here's what happens it should be I don't think so it should be. There's there's three things that happen with that type of play. So when I when we were when I was coaching, we always taught like stick on puck, body on body, which means you know try to get it first, but then you can you can check. Yeah. But you're trying to go stick on stick as well, right? So okay, I'm gonna look at it a different way now. I'm gonna ask you this: 
So I was talking about going over top and hitting mm-hmm. someone. What if you stick lift someone, right? Stick lift, take the puck. You go like that, they're stick shatters. No. Is it, it a slash? No. What's the difference? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. It shouldn't be. Okay. So you're on my team. No, yeah, I agree. Right now. It, should not okay. be, it should not be a penalty for that. Okay. What if? So here's the thing that I go, if, if, this makes no sense. If I go stick on stick over top and I hit the guy's stick hard and it doesn't break, it's usually not a penalty. Yeah. If they drop their stick or it breaks, it's a slash. I don't think that should be a thing. I think you should be able to absolutely, like, if you want to go as heavy as you want on someone's stick, you should be able to. Hold on to your stick. And honestly, you would never see that back in the day when they were using wood sticks, right? That wouldn't happen because it it never did because these sticks nowadays, they just explode. So, like, that shouldn't be a penalty. I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, uh, Anytime it happens, I'm like, oh man, like I'm gonna snap because I'm you, thinking. And you sort of see that. it too. As soon as a guy is coming down on top, stick on stick, the offensive player. Usually, if it's happening, you you couldn't somewhat see it ahead of time. They already have the hand on the one, like they already drop one hand on the stick, and they're ready just to toss it and throw up their hands like hey, right. What the hell? Yeah. And so I again, I don't know exactly specifically what the rules are, and I'm sure that the referees are are they enforcing the proper way it doesn't mean that it's right doesn't mean you yeah. know what i mean so i think it's something that slashing to me is if you hit the person's body if i hit you if i slash you in the shins yeah you know, I pull a loo and shins. i hit you in the back of the leg or <laughs> or i or, or i try to take you stick on stick and i get you right in the hand that's a yeah, slash but exactly but if you're going stick on stick i don't think that should be yeah. necessarily be a slash especially if, if the stick breaks. Cause if you're going to call it when the stick breaks, you better call it when it doesn't, if you're just going stick on yes. stick, like, but that's, that's all, all the time. How are you supposed to check somebody? And that's the way that you stick check, sticks right? becoming lighter. You know, there's yeah. less material. They're not as they're going to, they're going to explode. Like I said, when they were wooden right. sticks and the people are using tree branches, it's not, that wasn't not going to happen. Right. Um, so yeah. Anyway, I just want to talk about that stuff. The last thing that we really yeah, want to talk yeah, about, yeah. right was uh, some draft lottery stuff. Yeah. Me and you are nerds for that stuff. Yeah. You were mentioning uh, some draft, like uh, you found some that there there's rumors of it changing and, and a couple of different things. And uh, you, you didn't really tell me too much cause you wanted to get uh, yeah an exact, like you, some of the I stuff wanted to like, see what you we, we make a pre, a pre sheet thing and then whatnot, yeah. but this is something that uh, I'm coming in blind on. So, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, it's my NHL draft. So I'm just kind of looking at like results and stuff, but so the draft lottery, if we go back to, I think it was, what was the years where like Edmonton was getting all the first overall picks? Like last 20 years. It was like 2000. And when was, when was the new uh, drafted uh, 2009 or something? 2010, I think. Nugent, uh, well, wasn't Hall drafted a year before or was because Nuge was 2011. Okay. 2010. Okay. So in 2010, Taylor Hall goes goes first overall, Edmonton Oilers. 2011, I think it's, was it's Nuge. the Nuge. 2012 was Yak. 12 was Yaks. Okay. 13 was McKinnon. Yeah. And then they got McDavid first. So they had four. Ben Blood, and yeah. then. They had four Jesus. first overall picks. The reason that, that the NHL changed the draft lottery system is before there was one lottery ball picked, right? Any team yeah. that wasn't in the playoffs – there was what you could, if you won the lottery, let's say that you're, uh, you know, uh, the 10th last team, right. 
if you won the draft lottery, you'd move up three spots. Or I think it was three or four, right? So you'd go to number six. And the only the teams that would drop would be from like six, seven, eight, nine. So back then, the, the lottery odds for a last place team getting first overall was like 75. It was like 80%. Like it was going to happen. And it happened every single time Edmonton was last because someone also won the draft lottery and moved up only a few spots. The only way that they would lose is if the second, third, or fourth team won the draft lottery and they would only drop to number two. Right. So now they go, well, wait, we don't want the same team getting the first overall pick every single year. Let's put in this new system, which is what, well, actually it wasn't even that it was anybody could win the top pick. Then they did the three lottery balls for number one, two, and three. They had a lottery for the first three. Now, coming at it from a Red Wings fan perspective, does it suck that like we've been poop for like three years and we've kind of got boned? Like I think, and I, I can't really look this up, but I know for a fact that in those years, Detroit has actually dropped the most lottery spots out of yeah. any team that's been in the lottery, which is like, it's crazy. It's something like 12 spots. Like they yeah. drop three or four positions. I saw, I saw a on something like that after this past year's draft. And I remember as soon as they said Detroit was picking whatever seventh or whatever you had, uh, as what, soon this as year? Lot, yeah, this like past fourth. year. They were, they were last in the league and they picked fourth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You're supposed to have the number one pick or whatever. And yeah. then you dropped the fourth. As soon as I saw that, I, I'm texting you, ha, 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 ha. Yeah, but, I, but at the same I knew time, it was I know it's absolute bullshit. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. But but in that draft, I went, they're going to get someone really, really good anyway. And yeah. looking at drafts in the past, it's never a for sure thing unless it's a McDavid. Yeah. And like Lafreniere, I mean, yeah, he's going to be good, but I don't He's not a Or this year, he's man. not a... Yeah, he might be really good. I, I mean, but well, yeah, you look at teams like Yakupov. Colorado got Kale McCarr fourth overall. Elias Pettersson went fifth. He should have probably been one of the top picks. Like that year, Nolan Patrick and Nico Hishier went one too, or, or the other way around. But yeah, like so. But but in terms of the lottery, the lottery was in there, and it's in there to prevent tanking. And if we want to get into like draft lottery talk, we always have to talk about tanking because that's the reason that this is in there. I, I am uh, on the opinion, pretty hardcore of no player or coach is ever going to tank. And you know why? Like, would you agree with that or no? I'd agree. It's, okay. you know what, why would you, why would you intentionally lose as a player? You're play, like, you want to win. You don't want to, you don't want to lose. You're playing your contract. Same with the coach. You don't want to be that. You want to get your points. You want to your stats. You want to have that good reputation as a coach that can win. And you want to stay in the show. You want to, you want to, you want to play, right? So why would I, as a player play worse, deliberately play to get another kid to come in and potentially replace me? Makes no no sense. Same with a coach. Now a manager, a GM. Yes. That's different. They can, they can do things where they're putting guys in the lineup where like, Ooh, yeah, you probably shouldn't be in there, but like what they were saying uh, right now is they were, they were looking at different ways to change the, the draft lottery. And it, it, in that was, they were talking about the wings and how like they were the worst team by like 30 points. Like they shouldn't be picking fourth. So they wanted to try and figure out a way to like change it. But like, yeah, Detroit sucked. Like they were horrendously bad. Yeah. The thing is they weren't trying to lose. Like, Ken Holland built that team 
thinking they were going to make the playoffs. Like that's how like these guys are trying to make the best team, but you know, now Iserman's in there. That was his first year was last year. Yeah. They weren't tanking. And and that's something that they, they were even saying is you really think Detroit tanked the year? Cause they didn't like, no. they are just inherently terrible. They were so good for so long that, and you know what? Ken Holland didn't draft well in the last five, six, seven years. Like there's a lot of, of picks where I'm like, these guys didn't pan out. Yeah. There are some guys that did that are the nucleus of the team now, but they don't have like a top, top guy. I love Dylan yeah. Larkin, but he's a second he's line not center. A, yeah. He's not like, a top player. You know, there's, there's guys. So anyway, they weren't tanking. And I can actually argue that Eisenman tried to make the team better. Like he made some trades, some waivers, like tried to, to do things in a way that like, I'm going to trade Della Rose for Robbie Fabry. And it worked out. Oh, I'm going to try and pick up Brendan Perlini. That one didn't work out, but I'm going to do some waiver claims. I'm going to, he's trying to like, Hey, like, so we're not awful, but they were this year. Like it's something that he got rid of all of his bad guys. He, he got rid of, he got rid of Howard. He got rid of uh, Daly Erickson, Abdelkader, he bought him out, which I didn't think he'd do that. Um, and even this year, he's waived Nielsen. They've had, they've scratched Philpola. They, uh, DeKaiser's been a healthy scratch. They're the highest paid defenseman. Like, and he brought in guys on cheap contracts like Bobby Ryan, Bobby Ryan. Stetcher, who Stetcher yep. and Christian Juice are the best two defensemen. A, a free agent signing on a waiver claim. Um, he, you know, Grice is, hasn't really been getting a lot of help, but he's been decent you got stall uh, mark stall there and that oh, trade shit. but i don't like him and, and they, they might even get a pick for him and they he did that yeah. to get a second round pick he took yeah that bad he, said, he took yeah that, and that was the reason he took that now he said the pick but do you does eiserman know they're going to be t- bottom five yeah yeah he does but, but he's a he's a player he's a gm that was a player he has that yeah he's not a, he's not a guy to tank no so now going back to the draft lottery now again i'm i'm saying tanking is not a thing what tanking is is when there was a there was a game with arizona and and buffalo uh, i forget what year it was it was the eichel draft yeah, uh, it was, it was, eichel. there was a game where both teams were clearly trying to lose yeah. like they dressed like the no worst ball. lineup like just horrible like right? they bring up their echl team pretty much it was bad they're both playing their backup goalies like the the home team was cheering when like i think it was in buffalo like buffalo fans were cheering when arizona, arizona scored. scored they want to avoid that i get that it is embarrassing like that shouldn't be a thing uh the, you know but there's there's different things so what they were saying is their new or or, or they were they were kind of thinking of it is that if you have a top three pick, let's say this year, okay, you can't have a top three pick the year after. You're locked out of the top three, no matter how bad you do. And they might even, they were seeing even if you get the first pick, let's say. But if we just kind of go extreme and say the top three, right? And, and you go, okay, you picked number two this year. You can't be in the top three next year. The highest you can be is four. So if it's you win four. the lottery, you would go to four or something. I, I don't know what the specifics would be. What do you think about all that stuff? I know it's I I like it in the fact that it sort of prevents that. Like I said, I, I don't think there's a coach or a player would willingly tank. Uh, you may have some GMs, uh, like I said, in that Buffalo Arizona situation where mm-hmm. they're gonna bring up guys that are AHLers or right m- very much minor league guys. Where it was pretty obvious. You, <laughs> yeah, if you look at this year, like the bottom three teams: Buffalo, Detroit, Ottawa. Uh, 
safe, right? Ottawa's the worst than Detroit and Buffalo. If you go, okay, Ottawa gets the first pick this year. Uh, okay. You look at that team. Well, also Seattle's in the draft too. Yeah. So. Okay, but you see say Ottawa gets the number one pick. Okay. Ottawa is such a young, like their core guys are, are young. They're not a team that's going to be. They're not going to be good the next year for, either. No. So right. do they, should they have a chance at that number one seat again? I get where they should, but I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I'm very, I know before I'm like, all right, yeah, that, that makes sense. Uh, well, not really before. Like when you sort of said, mentioned a little bit, you didn't really get my genuine thoughts on it or uh, my reaction, mm-hmm. but I get what they're trying to do with that. Uh, but looking at it now, especially like, cause I'm looking at the NHL state, like the whole league standings right mm-hmm. now. And I'm looking at these last it's the same teams as last year. It's yeah. Ottawa. Both. They're such a Ottawa, young team. Detroit, they're not going to be competitive LA. for, for years. Yeah. Uh, you have like the bottom five right now are Ottawa, Detroit, Look Buffalo, who's... Anaheim, Nashville. Yeah. Anaheim. They're not really necessary. They're in a weird spot. Uh, they're rebuilding technically. I think they are. Yeah. I don't think they're that, you know, they're in the middle. They haven't figured it out yet. It's like, are Buffalo, you rebuilding or bu- not? Buffalo like, in that Buffalo is that, is that is, for me is a weird one. Cause you got guys, they're brought in Taylor Hall on a one-year deal to see how he would be Jack Eichel. Who? But this is the thing. They brought in a guy thinking they were going to be really good and they're not. So are I mean, they tanking? They're not. They're just not no, good. <laughs> they're just not good. So it's yeah. hard to say. Are any of these think, teams no. tanking right now? No, no. They're not just, they're, they're just not, not good. good. You look at Ottawa, they they blew it up. They made the finals the one year and then just went absolute so absolutely Detroit has just been bad for a while because they were good for so long. They're going into a re they're, they're LA, rebuild. same thing. They they had they had what, the two LA's, cups? LA's 18th right now in the league. Oh, this isn't updated. Oh, I'm looking at something that wasn't updated for a while. And anyway, um, you know, looking at but some Nashville, of them, like, but Nashville's in that t- in that bottom five, and San Jose's which that I thought they'd six. be okay, but yeah. Um, so I, I, here's my thoughts on on that. Uh, it's it's hard to say whether I don't think I'm back and forth on it. I do see what they're trying I'm to gonna, do. I'm gonna sway you here. <laughs> I, gonna, I do I'm see what they're you. trying to do, but I think there's still a better way they could go about it. And I'm gonna tell you what it is. So. Uh, and, 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 and if you don't like it, tell me, like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's the reason why this locking you out of the next year isn't the way to do it because of what I just said, no one's actively like tanking. They're not, they're not losing on purpose. They're just not good teams. Now the draft is where you get, you get a chance to turn it around because right now, nobody that's a free agent, that's a top guy is going to look at Ottawa, Detroit, Seattle, whatever, Buffalo as a destination, yeah. they're not going to go there. Like unless they offer them the farm, but they're rebuilding. Like Detroit's not going to sign anyone for another few years. Like until they're showing signs of like, we're close to the playoffs. We need another guy. Let's go hard at somebody. Um, you're not going to get like when, when they got Marion Hosa. why do you think Marion Hosa went there in 2009? Because he they the won. <laughs> he wants to win. Yeah. So it's a reason why he went to Chicago the year after, and then he won it. Like they're chasing a championship. They're not going to go to a bottom feeder just because of the money. Like they'll, they'll give up a, a mill or two to go to a good team. Right. I'm sure he could have Edmonton the same year in 09 offered him this crazy contract. And he's like, nah, like I'm going to go try to win. I don't want to yeah, play. Win a you know? cup. It's so, the reason why I got a guy like Thornton who went to Toronto. 
sure. while we're staying in San Jose. Yeah, but exactly. So locking a team out of the, the year after, it, it, I absolutely it hinders their progress. It hinders their progress, and it and it makes teams that shouldn't be getting that top pick get it. Th- this whole thing with the pandemic and in like, oh, they had a playoff team, like the Rangers. Yeah, that was a playoff team. Like they they don't need the help now. I mean, are they not? Are they a top tier team? No, but They're are they closer the to the middle? But... Yeah, but are they closer to the middle than than these bottom feeders? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, who needs the top pick more? Right. You, you need to. You look at it in a term of like. Football, baseball, don't have a lottery. If you're bad, go for it. If you think that's a way to, to go for it and, and, and get the top pick and you think that's going to help you, go for it. It's never a for sure thing. And baseball is so, the weirdest one too. Baseball like, is a weird one too. It's the hardest. Because they still have to wait. Those first overalls are going to be four, four years down the line. Four, right? Yeah, four or five years down the line there. And With this, it, it, it makes no sense because I'm looking at this year's draft and they're looking at it in terms of like, this isn't like the cream of the crop class. Cause there's really not a, a, a number one. Bonafide. Yeah. yeah. You know, bonafide there's a bunch one. of okay guys. And I'm sure some of these guys will be studs who knows, but people want for the next year. Cause that's the Shane Wright draft. And um, there's, there's a few other guys too. And I forget their names. Uh, Lambert, Brad Lambert, the Finland guy. And then there's a French sounding guy. I forget his name. Uh, those three guys, they said, if they're in a different draft class, those three are going top, they're going number one. So if, even if you're picking number three, you're getting a, a number one talent is what they're saying. Um, so why would I want a top three pick this year? If I'm the wings, I want it next year. So if I'm getting locked out, I want to lose the lottery this year. Yeah. Which makes no sense. So like, I don't think locking it out is the way to do it. I have, I do you have, have a way how to, yeah uh, that's that's what i want to know what okay. would you do to fix and i want to see that? if you agree with this because i agree right now the way they have it is absolutely fucked the there's way no they do way, it now it's there's fucked. no way they, they would fuck it up even more they'd fuck it even have. more because they, they they'd keep this three lottery system and they'd add in the lockout thing for the year after which would make it even worse in my opinion i think it would be a joke so my idea is you still have if you want three balls three lottery picks that's fine we'll keep that but what we're going to do is we're going to do a tiered lottery. So you have, let's just say, I know there's more than 15, but 15 teams that didn't make it. You have your tier one, tier two, tier three, five teams each. Okay. okay. So if you're in the top tier, let's say you're the bottom five teams. So <coughs> actually, let me, let me pull up the standings here real quick. And Ottawa, like... Detroit, Buffalo, Anaheim, <laughs> Nashville. Okay. So. Take out Nashville from Seattle. Way. Yeah. I probably won't even do that just because, but uh, I want to see league. Okay. Yeah. So Ottawa, like you said, Ottawa, Detroit, Detroit Buffalo, and I'm Nashville. You have one lottery ball for all of those guys. And if you want to weight it differently because you're the top team, second, third, fourth, and fifth, make it, make it so it's kind of more even, right? So it's not stacked in one person's favor, but that's the, the first pick is just those, those five teams. So let's say Buffalo, wins they go to number one detroit and ottawa move down one that's it so you can only move down one spot now your second lottery is team six seven eight nine and ten so So that would be san San jose Jose, dallas Dallas, new jersey Jersey, new york vancouver okay vancouver they do a lottery pick for that one vancouver wins it they move to pick six every other team moves down one now we do the, the next tier which is the tier three 
So Calgary, Columbus, Anaheim, or sorry, Calgary, Columbus, Arizona, LA, Pittsburgh. Right. Let's say that uh, Columbus wins. Well, they just moved to where Calgary was. They, they just, just move up one. They move up one. So you can Everyone. only go to the top of your tier. So it's impossible for a team that's okay. not in the top in the bottom five of the league to get the first pick. It's only the bottom five, but you can still move up if you're in the six to ten and. So 10 there's to no 15. way that that Pittsburgh. No, seventeenth in the league can get that. They shouldn't get it. They shouldn't get it. Yeah, they shouldn't. So that's a way to lock them out. But you can also move up. So there's still a lottery. You can still move up, but you shouldn't be moving up. So they can move fifteen spots from seventeen to to twenty one. Right from whatever twenty one to whatever it is. And this way, it makes sure that if you do get leapfrogged, you're only moving down one. Because like, let's say last year that this happened, right? If New if New York wins, they're think they're not they're not moving up to one. They're moving up to like six. Yeah. You know, if if uh, Detroit's the last place team by thirty points and Ottawa wins the first pick, Detroit's picking second. Like yeah. So you're no not moving down one to four. You shouldn't be four, moving. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to move down one, that's fine, right? Sometimes that's a difference, but I think that's a lot more fair in a tiered tiered lottery system where you're you're not guaranteed the first pick you have a high shot at it but it's another thing where these bot the teams that are close to the playoffs should not be getting a top three pick it's it's asinine agree and i i know what now that like you've explained your, your tiering system and how it works i remember once the draft happened or whenever we were just chooching a bunch i think you're we were at the boys or whatever and, and mm-hmm. after the draft and uh you sort of sort, sort of mentioned a, a tier so you never really explained it mm-hmm. uh Going into that, like I said, if you do a three-tier, five in each, you can only drop mm-hmm. like said, one spot. That's one it. spot. Mm-hmm. That makes it that that is interesting because like you look right now, like I said, those bottom five teams: the Ottawa, Buffalo. Uh, Detroit, they're just not Ohio, good teams. They're, they're not they're just, tanking. Yeah. They're just not that good. No one's gonna. If you're tanking, you're 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 a bitch. Um, Dallas right now. Does Dallas? I mean, are they that bad? No. Sagan's out. No. They like what it's the injury bug there. If you have they Sagan need the in, top pick, they don't. They don't. They're actually not a bad team. They're just not having a good season, right? But that was kind of and they also played way less games too. So they're even, probably like, technically I say higher Vancouver. Than Vancouver, my, my team. They're 22nd. They're playing like absolute ass right now. Do mm-hmm. they deserve the first? Do they need a first pick? No. They played 24 games as well. So they're actually, if you look at their point, if you go point percentage, that's actually let's click that and then you'll see the difference, right? Point percentage, Vancouver's third last. But so they're in the bottom three of the league right now. I think that's what uh, I've been looking at more because that that actually makes more sense because they played more games technically. Have okay, more yeah. Points, but so yeah, if we go then percentage, yeah, bottom three. Mm-hmm. It's, they're just bad, man. I mean, they're they're playing like they're, ass. Should I they? Should yeah. I thought they were gonna have a good like a decent year? I thought they were gonna be competing for for a playoff spot near the maybe a top three in the, especially with the way the divisions are this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, obviously we lost some, the big thing that we were, like I was worried about was, was the goaltending thing, which I thought Holtby would be an upgrade mm-hmm. over Markstrom. Yeah. Um, Hasn't been. No, no. Demko has yeah. been playing pretty, pretty decent. Uh, but then obviously the big, the big loss is uh, Tyler Toffoli. Mm-hmm. It is what but it is. that was kind of what I was talking about with the, with the lottery. So I don't know. We'll see what they do. I'm sure the wings will get fucked somehow. <laughs> it's just how I, it goes. No, looking at the way you're, you're, you've explained it, 
and, and your your idea there and your idea on how to fix it it makes sense uh, I would be interested to see if the NHL would ever do something like that. One way that some people have said, and I forget what they call this, but uh, one way that I absolutely do not agree with is once you, there was a, there was an idea. Once you get eliminated from playoff contention, there's new standings for the people that are outside of playoff contention. So that if you get the most points, you get the top pick. I'm like, so wait a minute. So a <laughs> shit team. It's not going to win like Detroit last year. Would they would have been picking tenth because <laughs> they're just no horrible. Sense. So when they said I, I heard that one, and I'm like, they're already trying. They just suck, dude. Like you, you're not going to incentivize a player to play better because of a better draft pick. It comes back no. down to the tanking thing. That's complete opposite of tanking. It's like, hey, here's your 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 incentive is this number one overall pick, which will maybe knock a player off your which... team, like. I, I'm yeah. not playing. If, if you're a guy that's that. a third, or, third or fourth liner, like you, you've made your, you, yeah. you've made it up to the show for the for the year. You made the cut. You've been, you don't want to necessarily play for that number one no. pick because you just that guy's going to come in and you're, you're playing. Like I said, I don't think when it comes down to it, the the big thing you asked the, uh, when we started talking draft and all that, do you you ask? Do I think coaches and players intentionally tank? No, no. Uh, these are professional athletes, right? They're, they're yeah. there's a pride. Playing for, yeah, that's yeah. your pride. You're playing for a con. If you're on expiring deal, you're playing for a contract. If you're a coach, you're playing for your job. Like you're coaching for your job. It's yeah. So yeah, that was just my my opinion on it. So I we got a lot through a lot of stuff there, but uh, yeah, hey, we went I'm, a little bit off topic on a few things, but you know what? It was a it's a hey, nice talk hey, today. Don't and, care, don't care, <laughs> don't but, care. Yeah, so. Uh, I mean, next time I'm, I, I hope I don't get like stumped so bad <laughs> no, <laughs> with, the, no. with the teams. I couldn't believe that, man. Like, well, no, you got I think me. you got me the worst today. You got me the worst. The like, Sharks are the crutch for me. I don't know, man. For some reason, every time I hear that, I'm just like, At oh, Lord. no, I can't think of anybody. So, you know anyway, I'll, um, I'll do one that's, uh, I'll get Pat Floon on one there for you. Yeah, just like look up his stuff and just put all his teams and I'll be golden. I don't know why, Pat but Pat uh, Floon, Pat Floon. Yeah. Uh, well, until the, uh, I don't think so. Not really, but so. in, until the next time that uh, that we chat, we'll, Which will uh, probably be shortly. But uh... we love doing it. So, like, hey, whatever, uh, whatever we have on our mind, we'll be chatting about. We've been talking to a few people about potentially coming on as a guest. So uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll see with, uh, uh, if we can get that going. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, healthy, episode healthy scratch. Two. Ca. Uh, go check it out there. Check it out Facebook, Twitter, YouTube's. Yeah, we don't have anything on TikTok yet, but uh, I got to figure TikTok. that all out. I but, still can't uh, log in on it, but whatever. Yeah, we'll no. fit. We'll figure it out. We're gonna be uh, famous YouTuber TikTokers. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us know what you think about it, and go from there. So, let, Kyle, let me know what you think about it when you listen to it on Monday. Oh, and Brian, <laughs> you let me know what you think about it when you listen to it on Monday. I shall. Healthy scratch. Take Peace. it easy. Cheers.